Hello, my name is Will Gibbons, and this is the reflection for Monday, the 23rd of November. And the Bible reading comes from Matthew chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, and I'm reading from the NRSV. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler, who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men, and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you've found him, bring me word, so that I may go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there, ahead of them, went the star, that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Now after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfil what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod saw they had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated, and he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem, who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah wailing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled, because they are no more. The Old Testament prophets prepared the hearts of the people of God to expect a royal Messiah who would reign for eternity. Nathan prophesied, from David's lineage, a throne should be established forever. They were waiting for a king to put all things right, to rule in righteousness. Matthew's inclusion of the angelic encounters reveals another dimension, the cosmic conflict of light and darkness. In Herod's frenzied attempt to destroy the Christ child, he acts as an agent of Satan's fury. When the dragon saw that he'd been thrown down to earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. Writes Revelation 12 verse 13. 
By Herod's brutality, Satan tried to ensure that the throne of David remained empty by slaughtering all the male children under two years old in Bethlehem. Jesus came into a world of suffering, and it's important to recognise that Jesus chose to suffer for us. His birth was in poverty. Jesus' young life was threatened with violent opposition. And our passage reveals an early childhood spent in exile. Yet out of Jesus' suffering and death comes for us life. This passage introduces to us the cost of Jesus' kingship and also its great significance. The key theme in Matthew's Gospel is Jesus' fulfilment of Old Testament prophecy. Three times we have quotations of prophecy introduced as finding fulfilment in the events of Matthew's narrative. The first, out of Egypt I called my son, comes from Hosea 11 verse 1, and originally referred to God calling the people of Israel out of Egypt under the leadership of Moses. Hosea was purely describing Israel's past rather than specifically looking to the future in this verse. However, the Old Testament prophets saw Israel's exodus as prefiguring the ultimate messianic salvation. And that is the point Matthew intends to make by including this quotation. The greater Moses has come, and so too the greater Exodus. The second quotation comes from Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 15. Rachel's death in childbirth also brought life in the survival of her son, Benjamin, an ancestor of the Messiah. Rachel's tomb was near Bethlehem, and in Jeremiah's day was where the captives passed on their way to Babylon. For Jeremiah, she was a symbol of grief as God's children entered captivity. Yet from pain and desolation came new life as the exiles returned. The third reference, he will be called a Nazarene, is very obscure. It's not actually in the Old Testament at all. The word Nazarene was very similar to branch in Hebrew, a messianic image in the prophets. There are other options for what this may refer to as well, but really it's quite difficult to know from where Matthew includes it. When Matthew wrote his gospel, his inclusion of this narrative would certainly have brought encouragement to the reader. There was so much that could have stopped God's mission. Mary could have been stoned as an adulteress. Jesus could have been slaughtered like the other boys at Bethlehem, or lost in exile in Egypt. But no, God's mission continued. For the fragile early church, they would have surely taken great heart from this account. Living as a disciple of Jesus is costly, and we can expect opposition. The people of faith are not set apart by perfect, pain-free lives, but by the presence of God in both their greatest and darkest days. So may you know this day that in Jesus we have victory over death and darkness. May you know the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And may you know that wherever you go, you carry a light greater than the darkness around you. So let us pray. Lord God, would you scatter the darkness from before our path this day? Would we know the victory that we have in you, Jesus, over sin and death? Would we know the glorious hope that we have? 
that is unfading, that will not perish, that is kept for us. And would we know the seal of your promised Holy Spirit upon us as that guarantee that marks us out as the people in the present who will inherit your glorious future. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.